Welcome to Running Is Bullshit. I'm Amy. And I'm Stuart. And you're listening to the podcast that loves to hate running. Listening or watching and or the podcast that loves to hate running. It's episode 100 and we're streaming live on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. So welcome to everyone watching. Uh, please leave us comments, ask us questions. Uh, we'll do our best to get them, to get to them at various points throughout the show. Apologies to all the listeners who aren't watching, but you can always stop here and go back and watch it if you want, because you've already downloaded You've already downloaded the episodes. We've got our download. So that's all that really matters. Yep. And we'll have a few guests dropping in. So please comment with your questions for the guests as well. And hopefully we'll get time for a few of them. And if you're on Twitter or YouTube, add your name as well, because I don't think it comes up. You might, we might just see your username on YouTube. So if you've got like a, a weird or offensive username, maybe just put your your real name at the end unless you want to be anonymous that's right they're all coming through at the moment so that's good mm. uh, oh we've also got a few listeners from cork and from poland uh princess and agatha that is that is lovely uh ian thompson is already hoping for a live sing-along gonna let you down um we'll try and get to your questions but you know there's only about me here while i'm reading to read your questions because you know we were going to have help but we got let down by someone we're not going to mention who we got let down by several people <laughs> Let's, let's, not, let's not go into that too much. It wasn't but, just know, one first, singular person. It was several was going to help us out. Uh, did withdraw. So, you know, never mind. So we'll, we'll try and get to your comments if we can. Uh, it does, you know, help fill the time, if nothing else. Amy, we've done 100 episodes. And, and it, it, it kind of does sound like a lot. And also, because we've been like a slightly casual fortnightly affair, uh, very casual. Uh, it's taken over four years for us to get to this point. And I just thought about like everything that's happened to us in that time. Like we've both started new relationships. You've got married. I got divorced. Those were unrelated um, uh, incidents. Don't worry about that. You moved house. We've now got three dogs between us and your mum lives in a van. Yeah, <laughs> a lot has happened. Yeah. A lot going on. And yeah, you moved house as well. Yeah, I, I didn't just move house. I bought a house. <laughs> like right. I bought oh, my first down. house. So, yeah. But wow. the scary thing is, this is might be my longest ever commitment, and I'm not oh. even that committed to this. So, <laughs> I mean, no, you're really not. <laughs> I use the term commitment like really used loosely. <laughs> Your longest ever relationship. Yeah. Oh. A relationship with myself. Well, the abusive relationship. <laughs> oh certainly absolutely and um, we'll be bringing in a few people over the course of the episode uh, names that should be familiar to you all but first amy you know we have to talk about this first have you got any little festive beverages there do well I, I don't know whether it's supposed to be festive i have treacle sponge which is a green tea i, I think i've spoken about this before actually i was in like a mad rush to get ready for this because i couldn't be late which i usually am for the podcast <laughs> usually like oh i'm just gonna be 20 minutes yeah. late but I couldn't act. I was late anyway, wasn't I? Because I was supposed to be. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. Like four I was actually. <laughs> okay. I only logged in at five two. Um, but I was yeah. So I grabbed some tea because I drank all my calendar tea. This my today's calendar tea, so I couldn't use that. Yeah. Uh, um, blend. Yeah. Advent fantastic. calendar there. Yeah, Enjoying it very, very much. Yeah, oh, no milk, matter too much. Milk oolong chai today, which was lovely. Really nice. So I, I was was going to save one, but I ended up drinking both. So yeah, I've got treacle sponge, which I'm sure I spoke about a couple of weeks ago, so I won't go into too much detail. But I feel like it's quite Christmassy. It's cake, so cake's Christmassy. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you? Um, I've gone Christmassy. I haven't gone tea. I've gone with mulled cider. I've been making that. I've I've gone risky for the live episode. I really? thought, <laughs> I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna drink for the live episode. So hmm. I've got a little uh, thermos here with the rest of it. So I've got plenty to keep me going. So thermos. 
by the yeah, well, it's, it's warm. So you know, by the end of the episode, um, I might be reading a little bit worse than than usual. Um, sorry, everyone who who wants to skip the tea part. If anyone yeah. else has got any nice teas, or if anyone else drinking to console themselves, uh, of course we need to know about that as well. Yeah, definitely. Sorry, uh, sorry no, D Danny. Sorry, no, we're not going to do the slow up sound either. And um, yeah, sorry, Matt, you can't skip the tea bit. I apologise for that. No, we've got a captive audience. No, captured audience. <laughs> okay, so catch up from last episode um we've had a message from jen harding about i, I spoke about last episode the t-shirt i bought um that rather cringy phrase on the back which i now know is apparently part of innovate's marketing yeah they're they're quite keen stuff. on it aren't they yeah which i didn't know because but then again i don't really buy much innovate stuff but i didn't know that was their whole spiel it just felt a bit like mm. I mean, it's not that good a phrase no, no, it's no, so arrogant. Anyway, so Jen Harding got in touch and said, true story, I cut off the cardboard box from my first pair of Innovates and stuck it on the wall at my bedroom in my parents' house <laughs> where I occasionally visit because I found it really inspiring. It's still there and reminds me that obsessed is a word that the lazy youth described the dedicated. Wow, she actually put it on the wall. And yeah, a couple of you have had their innovates recently and sent us that. And yeah, it's on the inside of the shoebox. I'm, I'm not it. rich enough to afford innovates, so <laughs> I wouldn't know. That's very sad for you. But if you did, yeah. you would cut it out and stick it on the wall like a like a teenager. I, I feel like I feel like stuck to a bedroom wall out of the sight of other people is probably the best place for it. Rather than on the on your back while you're running down yeah. the street doing 14 minute miles you know <laughs> like really struggling and somebody's like yeah of course you're, you're really dedicated i am dedicated <laughs> yeah you you lazy person look at all you the lazy out there yeah <laughs> the lazy um well you know that's just something else we can ask for perhaps for the next episode because it'd be too long to put it here any cringy new runner things or mistakes you made i'm pretty sure we asked about this at some point but we've got to do it again um yeah cringy new things that you did uh, Amy, have you, did you do anything particularly cringy as a new runner, or are you still doing them? The thing is, I struggle to think of any, which makes me believe that I am probably still doing them. But the one yeah. thing I did think of, and I know it's going to set a lot of people off, is that jogging on the spot uh, while waiting to cross the road or whatever. Just, just the jogging. A lot on of the people spot. still do that. Why? It doesn't matter. A it's lot of people doing still it. do like, that. Oh, like, oh, keep your heart rate up. Like, that actually matters. Like, unless you're like a pro athlete or something. Yeah, for that 15 seconds, you don't want to drop below whatever heart rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's something that I used to do. And I still see some people doing. I'm like, ha, noob. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I can say I definitely ran early park runs in jogging bottoms. And I can show you that there. Look at that. Look at those. They're like flared. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I'm, they've got little zips at the bottom. I'm pretty sure the zips would be done up there. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, they do kind of flap out a bit. It doesn't even look like it's that cold. And also running in a football top, especially, you know, old replica football tops are the worst thing to run in because they rub everywhere and they are, it's just like wearing a plastic bag. They are, they're basically just made of plastic. Yeah, it, it's not, it's not a good, it's not a good look, I'm afraid. It's not a good look. I'll take that away. I'll take that away. I mean, it's kind of weird that in a way the jogging bottoms are newbie because they're literally called jogging bottoms. So I'm not really sure why, because you're not supposed to jog in them. No. No, they're not very aerodynamic, are they? The Wait, I, I don't think aerodynamics particularly comes into it in 28 minute park runs. I don't think that's a, I don't, we're not really going for the marginal gains. I'm not the Olympic cycling team. 
Uh, well, speaking of advent calendars, uh, good news for next year, everyone. The running advent calendar, it does exist. I mean, we, we joked about it and it is just as weird as we thought it would be. So thanks to Claris Runs and my purple spatula and Leona Batten for sending this in. Uh, Bimble, do a running advent calendar. I'm not quite sure how big that is, but it must be a decent size because it contains things like shoelaces and snacks, as well as bib clips, a resistance band and bath salts. So, you know, that's not bad. That's not bad. Um, there's quite a few in there so that still say to be confirmed, which doesn't inspire confidence when you're buying an advent calendar and three or four of the doors are like, well, we'll find something. Um, the best thing about it is what we joked about is true. The socks do come separately. So on day one, you get your first sock. Day two, you get a protein bite. Day three, you get the other sock. If, if you're going to have your socks in separate doors, like they need to be one the after next, another. It's like day two, you're sat with like one sock on, the other foot getting cold and just like nibbling on the protein <laughs> bite, you know? Just like, oh, I need to wait till tomorrow to get my other sock. No, no laces in your trainers. You've got one sock on, no lace. You can't even go for a run yet. It's supposed to be a running advent calendar. You don't have the essentials to go for a run. You you know? But yeah, assemble your own shoe. Yeah. The sole and the tongue, you have to stitch it together yourself. So, you know, that's an idea for next year, maybe. If you're really into advent calendars, you you just want to get one to someone else. I mean, it's not awful. Like it's not I, awful. I, no, actually, to be fair, worse than that. yeah, to be fair, the things in there they're pretty good. Yeah, I wouldn't mind getting a sock and some shoelaces and the the other sock. A few one shoelace and then the other yeah. shoelace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not too bad. Uh, we had an email from Elliot Line on a similar theme. And said, a few years ago, my wife bought me a running advent calendar. On some days, I was given instructions to do five sit-ups oh. or ten jumping jacks or to get a good night's sleep. Oh, that's lovely. It's like a what? well-being advent calendar. That's not an advent calendar. Like advent instructions. They shouldn't tell you to do stuff. They're supposed to no. give you stuff. They can't imagine anything worse. Like They're supposed to slowly give you things that you've bought for an inflated price. That's the point yeah. of an advent calendar. Yeah, yeah, I'm jumping back, Jesus. <laughs> a good night's sleep's a great one. Like, make sure you get a good night's sleep. Right. Also, just five setups. I mean, <laughs> it's not doing that much for you, is it? Uh, he said, whilst on other days, I earn small pieces of metal to eventually put together to form this. We have a photo. <laughs> that is horrific. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know your wife meant well, but that is the tackiest <laughs> thing I've ever that seen. Is horrible. Hang yeah, on, I'm nice sorry. <laughs> but yeah, it's got oh. like a little, I think it's like a little water bottle, a Santa hat, a little timer, a Christmas pudding, some shoes and some headphones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm on the nice list and I still believe and just lots of dangly things off the metal. Like, I'm sorry, but that's really horrible. It's horrific. He said it's still, um, it takes its place alongside all my proper medals. Oh, well, you, you earned that. You deserve it. I think on the final day, I'd be opening that final door and chucking it in the bin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's 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 a big medal to hang all the little shit ones off. Great. Yeah, great. Oh, that, that must be the worst advent calendar ever. You've been told to do all these things, and at the end, you just get a shit medal. <laughs> Not even any food. Um, so perhaps that's another good thing we can uh, look out for next year. Not that we want to take the piss out of small races or anything, but if you've got any particularly funny medals, I would love to see them. Like I've got a few that are like kids' sports day medals, definitely. And that just kind of amuses me. You get to the end of a really hard race and they give you like this really shit metal. You're like, yeah, thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I'd rather, I, th I don't know, would I rather have a really shit medal or a really good medal? I think I almost really. I think Sometimes I almost, the good medals are too good. You know, they're too, yeah, they're too, good. They're too flashy. 
like the virtual races and you're basically buying a place for the medal and the medal yeah. is insane like it's got all these it's more intricate than like a pocket watch you know it's got all these little moving parts <laughs> like and it opens up and then you form it into like another thing like, do, do you know what i mean you see i sometimes get the adverts on instagram and it's just like some crazy medal and you run 5k for it i'm like i feel like i need to do more than 5k for this i feel like i need to do a year's worth of like work for this it's insane yeah i do have a medal that opens up and it's a compass inside uh that was from wow. the gdynia half marathon and it also has i think like a little kind of replica like jewel in the top so you open up and it's a compass and the best thing is i didn't even do that race because it got cancelled Oh. But they sent me the uh, the bag and the t-shirt and the medal anyway. So is that's that we take my... on ultras? You know, when the ultras on the kit, you've yeah. got to take a compass. You take <laughs> like a massive medal. <laughs> like, uh, let me just open my medal. Uh, yes, it's a shit compass that might or may or may not point in the right direction. Uh, Amy, what's your bullshit this week? You been up to anything? Not really. No. I went. Oh, I went cool. for a run this morning, and it was really cold. It's really cold. That's it. I wore a hat and everything. I wore a hat and gloves. Well, like a bobble hat. We yeah, but I wear hat. a bobble hat. Yeah, yeah. When it when it gets to zero, I check my weather app and I say, right, it's zero. The bobble hat comes out. And also, I wore shorts. This is the thing. I wear shorts and then gloves and a bobble hat as well. So And Pippin came with me and Pippin had to wear a little coat as well. Like, oh, oh that, that's cute though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was a little, uh, in a little uh, coat. I can't get behind bobble hats. I mean, I, I know we kind of often say both things of like, yeah, do what you want, but also you look like a dick if you do this. But bobble hats are just they're just too warm surely it, it did start to get warm i had to take it off at one point and like put it in my little bag so uh yeah it, it did get too warm but but when you first set out and it's freezing cold it's perfect it's lovely yeah like a, a, a light hat i can get behind but just like a full bobble woolly hat i just think it's so hat. sweaty no not those like because you got it those little horrible like they look like swimming caps. You mean like the running ones that are like made out mm. of some weird material and they're, they're like a hat shape, but they're just made out yeah. of something weird. I, I quite them. like that for my bald head. That's very handy. You, you you haven't experienced that yet. You look like a literal knob in them. Not just you, but everyone who wears them. They're horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay with that. <laughs> if I've got a warm head, I'm, I'm perfectly, perfectly fine with that. I, I remember running uh, with a, someone at cross country a few years ago uh, during the women's race. So I was supporting her and she went out with like a proper big bobble hat like uh, I think a body warmer and like ski gloves, like massive ski gloves. And so she came around the first lap and I was like, do you want me to take the gloves? She's like, yes, pulled them off and gave them to me. And I was like, oh, God, these are hot. Like she was <laughs> burning up inside there. Ski people, gloves. Yeah, they were like really thick ones. And like I could feel how warm they were as soon as I uh, held them. So that was just like, no, 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 you can't. Again, people kind of forget. I think that's a newbie thing is dressing as if you're just going to stand outside in the cold forgetting that you're actually yeah. going to be running yeah yeah definitely what have you been up to um well a couple of people mentioned during the week that the guys from running commentary would be at cardiff park run this week uh, it's just a little podcast i'm not sure if anyone's heard of them and like i should go along to say hello for some like podcast crossover <laughs> and i can't say i was super excited by that to be honest because it's you know it's not a huge deal um a few days later i entirely forgot about that and decided to do Cardiff Park Run, like completely unrelated. It had gone out of my mind completely. Um, and I was reminded at the end that they were there. But I didn't, you know, recognize them or couldn't see them or anything. But you know what? They didn't come up and see me. So I don't see why I should care. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Had a fine time. Um, I, I saw the photo that one of them took as Rob Deering. Uh, photo he took. And like right behind is like three, four people from my club that I went and spoke to. So I must have pretty much almost immediately after took that photo 
went up behind him and started chatting to those people. So I was very, very close to where they were, but you know, it's only a little podcast, who cares? Um, I also went for a run with Jen Harding, who we mentioned, her relation, uh, in the same forest as you did a few weeks ago, but you know, my dog didn't run off. Well, she's, so. Jen's learnt her lesson. <laughs> I, I know you just do it for the comment and we thank you very much for that. Uh, let's have just a quick look through comments. I see some people have had tea. That's very good. Oh, there's your mum. You're, you're, yes. She's enjoying the tea advent calendars. You get two bags a day. It's very, very nice. It is, yeah. Uh, Helen Patricia has a propeller medal from an airfield run. That's quite fun. It's that's relevant. So, you yeah, know, that's, that's nice. Yeah. It's on a theme. I like that. Mm -hmm. Carol Hamilton once did a 10K at an event when my partner did the full marathon and they got the same medal and it's huge. And he was most resentful. Excellent. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Uh, Karen Spackman is just, oh, she's just back from Poland and is drinking, weed, is drinking winter tea. Uh, there we go. Lovely. That's all good to see. Uh, Amanda Jean says, currently 20 degrees at 6 a.m. Oh, she's another one in Australia. Oh, I don't need to hear about those people. <laughs> Ian Thompson said, I tried running commentary on Spotify, but the ads were hateful. Not as bad as ours, surely. Do we have ads on Spotify? I don't, I don't listen, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I see <laughs> Do I, we I have ads on Spotify? <laughs> I assume we'd have to turn those on. I don't know. Anyway, it's probably fine. Uh, anyway. Uh, thank you very much for all of those. It is time for our first guest. I can see she's sitting there having a bit of a chat away. Um, so let's bring her in right now. Nicola Forward. Hello. Hi. We Hello. finally got you on the Naughty Podcast. I know. I've been sat here checking my watch, waiting <laughs> for like years. <laughs> God, all right. Well, right, okay. Well, as you may all know, uh, Nicola is a fellow podcaster and YouTuber and what you all think is the happiest runner in the world. But for one night only, we're unleashing and uncensoring Nicola forward, but for about 10 minutes. Because <laughs> I think that's plenty for everyone. You're looking very festive there. You've made, you've made an effort mm. for your backdrop uh, rather than us who've just blurred ours because we don't want to tidy up. Well, I did have a cider as well, but I finished that now. So uh, <laughs> I thought this Excellent. was like... A version of a running Christmas party. So I thought, yeah, I've got my little uh, reindeer earrings in. Don't know if you see those. Oh, well done. Yeah, I've made an effort, guys. Christmas. Wow, party. I'm not used to that. Amy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I was going to dress as an elf today. I had an outfit for real, for real. I have an elf outfit in the post. But um, long story, my Amazon thing was declined for various reasons. So I couldn't like, I couldn't, it didn't arrive. I was going to, I was going to make the effort. The thought was there. <laughs> I feel like an elf costume wouldn't be too difficult for you. I mean, you're halfway there with the look anyway. <laughs> Hence the reason for it, yeah. Just but to yeah, strike your hat, be fine. <laughs> anyway, Nicola, um, so look, you run a lot. That's pretty established. We know about that. You run every day, as well as like running marathons and ultras pretty often, and at usually really short notice as well. Um, but there's a couple recently that you did that we particularly want to hear about. <laughs> I wonder why. Hmm. <laughs> you know, I've just watched the video from it like an hour before this podcast as well, while I was having my dinner. So I, I feel I'm up to date on that, but we want we want the behind the scenes version, please. Well, I sent you some clips, didn't I, straight afterwards yes. because I knew you would appreciate it. So for listeners, I fell over. Well, twice. Yeah. I fell over twice, and actually, <laughs> Amy fell over twice, didn't she? Last in last <laughs> episode, um, little slip. I, I fell yeah, over. I, yeah, I fell over. <laughs> I actually fell over, Amy. Uh, if there's not blood, I'm not sure you really fell over. No, it's technically it's not a trial run unless there's blood. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about the races that you were doing. 
So I'd just hit 2,000 subscribers on my YouTube channel. So I hadn't really thought about that other than, wow, 2,000 people want to watch videos of me running. That's amazing and surprising. But then somebody said, how are you going to celebrate? And I thought, oh, I don't know. And then I thought, why not do two marathons in two days? Because I haven't run back to back marathons for a while. Exactly. I channeled my inner Stuart Harding. and was like, enter all the races. So I entered those and less than half the way into the first day, I proper stacked it. It poured with rain all day. It was like, if you guys could design a race, you know how you're offering to pay for a race entry for somebody. It was like Mm -hmm. you to design to this race. Excellent, yeah. It was like, right, we're going to start and it's going to be raining. They'll set up in the rain and the rain will just get worse and worse all day. And they'll be like rivers. And we'll make the rivers worse and worse and it'll all just get worse. And uh, and then, you know, they can trip over. Actually, I shouldn't joke too much because somebody tripped over on the next day and I think he cracked a rib. So Ooh, okay. we shouldn't laugh too much at falling over, but I don't mind you laughing at me falling over. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, for a start, you're, these there was two marathons in a row. I mean, there was actually four in a row you could have done, but you weren't able to do the second two. But they were all four laps each. Yeah, so it was the Grim Up North, four by that four. Is grim. That well, is it so was grim. in the rain. It's the first time. I love Grim Up North races. Grim Up North and Punk Panther, they're like my go-to race companies up here in Yorkshire. Um, and I've never, in a Grim Up North race, thought... It is grim up north, but this is the first race that I actually shouted, it's grim up north, after laying on the floor for a bit in the rain. So after um, uh, you told me like your reaction after your first fall, you just kind of sat on the floor and had a little cry. Right, I was waiting. (laughs) I was waiting for somebody. You know, you just want somebody to come along and say, are you okay? And you want to go, no! Yeah, you need to vent it to someone. And have a bit of a cry yeah. and they'll be like, so it's going to be okay. That's what I wanted. Yeah. But people don't walk in the rain. No. What is that? It's a really busy reservoir route and nobody was there walking. Nobody. So, and there were no other runners. I was like, surely another runner's going to come past, but we're just all so spread out. So I lay on the floor for maybe like two, three minutes, which is quite a long time because you get really cold really quickly, just crying and sort of shouting because I thought it had all gone wrong. And I did that thing where you go, that's it. It's over. I can't do it anymore. It's all ruined. I had these big plans and now I can't do them. And I just, yeah, I just wanted somebody to come along, but they didn't. So luckily I was far enough away from the checkpoint because I was really limping after the first fall, I was sad. I was really sad, cried. Oh, well, you might have seen Stuart. You just watched the video. I was sad. And uh, yeah, I was limping really badly. And I just thought, I can't run, I can't do it. But there was maybe mile and a half, two miles to the checkpoint. And so by that time, actually, I'd realized that it wasn't all quite as bad as I was making out in my head. Yeah. Um, well, and then you carried on for a little bit, and then this happened. Such grim weather. Um, for fuck's sake. Are you kidding me? Oh, I love that video. Thank you so much for sending it. Honestly, <laughs> I've watched that. I watched that at least a dozen times. I was like, I'm going to have to send this to Stuart. I was raging. Because oh. that's the that, second that... fall. I was raped. The first time I was sad, second time furious. 
how often do you fall over twice how often do you fall over running not that unless you're Amy and not, <laughs> not that frequently so to fall over twice in one race I was just like what is wrong with me I mean it's it's just the fact that when you hit the ground and it's not shock or pain it's just fury it's instant anger straight yeah. away your first uh, reaction um just got a few reactions from people here Magana says it's amazing <laughs> that's uh Drew True. says ha 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 that's nice he's usually nice Karen uh those oh, yeah first time we've heard Nicholas swear yeah oh yes <laughs> I actually I did quite a lot of after the first fall and nobody coming along I did quite a lot of just before I got up, I just sat on the floor swearing. And I thought, good, if a walker comes along now and they hear me swearing, good. Because I am hurt. <laughs> Can we watch that one more time? Yeah. Go on, then. Such grim weather. Yeah. Fuck's sake. Are you kidding me? Rage. Oh. Pure rage. <laughs> um, there's a little follow-up to this as well, which I think is worth watching as well. Let's have a go. Like, are you serious? Why can't I stop falling over? Oh, now I've cut the middle of that hand. Plaster's just about staying on for my other stuff. I'm not even going to look at my knees. Don't want to know. Like, why? You, you're desperately trying to keep up, like, presenting. But you're <laughs> so angry. One of the reasons I love filming while running is because it feels, even though you're on your own, it feels like there's somebody else there with you. So I do like that aspect of sharing what I'm going through with somebody who I'm pretending is there. Um, so yeah, so I want to let the person there with me know what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. It's not all rosy. Most of the, of the time I'm going, yay, hooray, because <laughs> I love running. I'm really happy when I'm running, but yeah, it's not all rosy all the time. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, in that case, let's move on then. Tell us what is the most bullshit thing about running. You're finally your big chance. I know you've been waiting for this for four years. Well, because I've had four years to think about it, I went through so many things yeah. <laughs> and I thought, you know, is it all the washing? Is it, you know, races on a Saturday morning? I know you won't get that, Amy, but park runs, do it, park run. Yeah, no, yeah. But then I thought about it and like, is it falling over? But I think it's got to be your front door because like I go in and out of my front door numerous times a day. Me and my front door have a good relationship, usually works well, you know. And I've done some decent running, you know, back-to-back -back marathons, 100 milers. I'm strong mentally. But every time I go for a run, my front door seems like the hardest thing in the world to get past. And I don't understand why, because I never have a problem with my front door at any other time. Well, my, so my lock sticks a little bit, so that does make it a little tricky. <laughs> You see, I don't have any technical issues okay. with mine. So it's got to be the running. The running makes my front door really difficult. Uh, what is that? Perhaps you don't actually like running. <laughs> have you ever thought of that? Well, as soon as you start, you love it. That's the problem. But why can't your brain remember that then from the day before? I loved it yesterday. I'm going to love it during and after, as long as I don't fall over. Why can't you love it in that moment before you leave? It's like you and your front door have to have that. Getting past your front door, that is the most bullshit thing about running. 
<laughs> Sorry, I've just got a comment there from Karen Spackman who says, glad Nick isn't talking about a back door. <laughs> well, I mean, whichever um, way you want to go. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why I hear um, about you. That's the rumour. <laughs> so that's it. So it's the fact that you like running, but you only like running when you're running. And then the in-between bits, it's like for some reason it's really hard. Yeah. What is that? I honestly do not understand that mental barrier. So yeah, sort of wishing I didn't have a front door when it comes to starting a run. As soon as you leave the house, you're fine. You're loving it. Yeah. I mean, if you didn't have a front door, you could just live outside in the woods. Probably be all right. It'd probably be easier. Yeah. You'd already be cold, you know. You'd be like, oh, I'll just go for a run to warm up. Cool. Um, well, before we go, let's just let's just watch this one more time. Such grim weather. Um, for fuck's sake. Are you kidding me? Oh, sorry. Seeing as I can't swear on my channel, that's not great, is it, for me? I need to think about that next time. Next time it's I not, fall over. Yeah, not good for the branding. Not good for the branding. <laughs> hey, do you know what? Before I leave and watch other amazing guests, I can't believe you haven't mentioned or nobody's written in about last week's Patreon song because, oh my good, right. It Thank was you. like, it made me think Gosh. of the infinite monkey theory because I was like, you could what put Stuart in a room <laughs> and he'd write all these terrible songs, you know, the last 99, no, 98 yeah. episodes. Yeah, that's, that's right, yeah. <laughs> and it's all worth it for this one piece of gene. That was your Shakespeare. That was Thank your you. Shakespeare. I've listened to that several times. Would you do the Patreon <laughs> one or the Christmas song? Oh no, the Patreon one. Okay. I'm not a massive no, fan of the Christmas one. Am I allowed to say that? Will you boot me off? <laughs> I'm very glad about that. I'm glad someone find like literally no one else. I've been sitting there like, is anyone going to mention that? Because I thought it was fucking good. But you it know. was genius. And yeah, also, really it, good. Mentioning all those well Welsh names. Yeah, mentioning all those. I thought either people hate it because of football, or they'll hate it because I'm putting Welsh names or Welsh people in three lines. So. Loved Thank it. you so much. Loved it. Thought it was genius. Yeah. Um, sorry, I just quickly there. In Tom said we need Nicola crying at cows too. That is very, very funny. You hate cows. I don't hate cows. I love cows. I just don't want to be in a field with them. They don't really like you running through fields. No, no. They're inquisitive and they're bigger than me. Yeah. A cow just... could kill you. Like, yeah, there's no, it's okay to cry in front of a cow. Do you know, Amy, you couldn't grab it by the horns and swing it round. No, no. Not like Amy could a sheep. That's <laughs> yeah, Amy sheep theory exactly. Don't get me started, please. But a cow. I, see, this is the thing. Like, I'm well aware. Like, a cow could overpower me. I'm not stupid. But a sheep. We're not going into that. But yeah, a cow. <laughs> I totally understand. I wouldn't run through a field of cows. I would definitely run through a field of sheep. I would make a point of running through a field of sheep just to assert my dominance, but not cows. <laughs> <laughs> totally with you. 100%. Uh, ben Timson says he really shouldn't be watching this with his five-year-old. No, I think we could have told you that before we without the video. <laughs> I've not done that much swearing, although you keep playing the video, which, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's good. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad we got you to do a little bit of swearing, if nothing else. <laughs> You're more than welcome. Cool, thank you very Congratulations much. Congratulations on the 100th episode. Thank you. Cheers, bye. 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 <laughs> get her removed lovely thank you very much nicola um Kat says my money's on the sheep it would be a massacre can we can we not talk about the sheep again i can't can't handle it uh, you know what i'm just gonna make it everyone i'm not gonna talk about the sheep because once i start i'm just gonna have to prove it one day you are gonna have to prove yeah, it one i'm just day. gonna leave it there that sentence i will i will prove it because getting to the point now where i feel like i'm going a bit mad because how can 
I'm no, not, I'm not no, stop, it. stop, stop. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> we you know we're going to move on to what Nicola nicely forwarded us towards, which is you can support us. You can support this podcast. You can go to patreon.com forward slash running is bullshit, donating money every month. New to this this month is Noms Dawson and Samantha Benson. And while we've actually been live, I just got the email because I can't turn the email alerts off on this browser. Um, oh, who was it again? Claire Davis. Claire Davis has signed up while we're while we're live. So that's good. Thank you very much. So you won't be in the song. So, you know, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> and we've had a few comments already, um, comments leading up to this. No, we're not going to be singing the Patreon live. I have no idea what goes on when Stuart's recording his Patreon songs. I don't listen to the Patreon songs. That oh, magic goes on, <laughs> let me tell you. But I know from my own experience that it takes a long time and my computer nearly going out the window several times. So it's not, it's not going to happen off the bat, okay? What you no. hear on the podcast is me at my very wits end with recording the Patreon songs. Remember, as bad as they are, that's us spending ages editing them as well. So... Yeah. You know. yeah, there will be a Patreon song this episode, but not recorded live. Yeah, uh, But obviously a huge thank you to all our Patreons, both current and dearly departed. Sounds like you're dead, but no people who aren't. You might as well be dead if you're not giving us money anymore. They're dead to us is what I They're meant. They're dead to us. Yeah. Dearly departed. Rip. Um, it really has meant we're able to run races and do things we wouldn't be able to do otherwise. And we really do appreciate all your support. Thanks. It'll be all right at the end. It's a really good one. Uh, we're going to go to our next guest, Amy. Go for it. Yes. So our second guest is a long-time listener and regular contributor and our second ever Patreon, speaking of Patreon, and potentially a Victorian supervillain, Dr. G, Max Carnage, a.k.a. Max Garner. Hello. Matt Garner. Matt Garner. Sorry, I did it again, getting mixed up. Max, Matt, Max Carnage, Matt Garner, thing. Matt Carnage. Good evening. Hi, Matt. Good evening. What a great intro for you there. Right. You, you really nailed it. <laughs> it had everything that I was hoping for. That it, Yeah, it, it's what you expect at this stage. <laughs> um, so thank you so much. As I say, well, you've been with us for ages and ages. You've basically given us a lot of material for the podcast over the years. Uh, pretty much most of our episodes, probably. We've probably mentioned you at some point. So that's been very handy. It's been my pleasure. Lovely. So, Matt, <laughs> of course, the thing we have to ask you is what is the most bullshit thing about running? Uh, I would say that recently for me, it is trying to get back into running, injuring myself, setting myself back, getting back into running, injuring myself, setting myself back, rinse and repeat. Are you yeah. actually doing any of the things that you're supposed to be doing when you're injured to prevent injury again? <laughs> yeah, yes, obviously. I'm, I'm following the exercises that my physio has set me naturally. Are you? I think I've done about 15% of the times I'm supposed to have done the exercises. Yeah. That is the worst thing. That is the worst thing about it is because, yeah, we do constantly injure ourselves and you go back and do it again and you know the things you have to do to avoid it, but you still don't. Yeah. And every time I go to the physio, I have to come up with a new justification of why I haven't done the exercises. And the last time I went, he just shrugged and said, look, you know, I'm going to keep taking your money uh when yeah. you come for these visits but if you don't do the exercises then what can i say so, yeah, thing. but they're not yeah. fast they'll be like yeah keep coming back in it'll keep charging you yeah. 40 quid a time no problem mm-hmm. well you've yeah. been so honest though because I, I just go back <laughs> and i'm like yeah of course i've been doing it. it's your fault then you give me the wrong exercises <laughs> <laughs> no, i i realized that you know i've got to try and be a grown-up about it and uh, hold up my hands and say yeah it's my own fault 
and I think they know as well and then one particular time when I went to um physio and they just kind of got me just do like a really basic stretch just to see how flexible I was and they laughed I mean they actually laughed at where I stopped being able to stretch and like oh is that it I was you know I was almost I when I was I was trying to stretch the other week if I sit on the floor with my legs out flat I can get almost to 90 degrees my body that's how inflexible i am i can't you can, sit you can just about reach degrees. your knees just about reach your knees when you yeah but like my body isn't my body <laughs> isn't at, you know upright i'm not at 90 degrees that's how bad it is so that's me, why that's why i'm terrible yeah for me the recent one was okay so can you stand on your on your leg on your injured leg and i was like okay and i managed about like a second and a half before i was wobbling all over the place like yeah. balance not good but i've never had good balance so yeah but you've never practiced in between, so. No, I'm, I'm coming back from a, a stress fracture in my fibula, which has been a pain. I I was due to run the um, Great Scottish Run, which is like a half marathon in, in Glasgow. And it had been like niggling at me for like the weeks leading up to it. I had a complete week of rest beforehand. And I said to a few friends, it feels a bit better. Maybe I'll just like start the race and, and see how it goes. And, you know, I'll, I can drop out if it, if it feels like it's given me too much, you know, too many, too many issues. And various people just said to me, seems like a bit of a, a high risk strategy. If you've been spending the last two weeks, not being able to run properly, maybe you should not do that. Yeah. And then yeah. I, I, I managed to get, the, get <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hadn't managed to get a physio appointment in the lead up to it, but I, I had one a few days later and when he said yeah you've got a stress fracture in your fibula i was like yeah pretty good that i didn't do that race then yeah so i probably would have just like str struggled through and you know it would have been bad do you think are you actually definitely going to rest properly now because at least if nothing else are you at least going to be able to not run on a stress fracture yeah so i think the diagnosis was at the beginning of october and i had at least five weeks where i didn't run at all and i've done two park runs in the last three weeks where it was sort of very gentle but i'm now in the position where it's like well is this actually an injury or am i just kind of hyper focused on the possibility of an injury so i'm playing mind games with myself so i may try a, a gentle run tomorrow and then a, a gentle park run on saturday okay um well don't blame us if it goes wrong for encouraging you in, in any way because as I said, you know we're here very much to discourage people from running yeah, I, I treat you as like reverse psychology, and that's why I train so hard. Okay. Um, Ian Thompson just said they're cycling on a stress fracture is the way. Ian Thompson, you are banned for promoting <laughs> cycling. We don't say the c word here. We do not. That is the c word, as far as we're concerned. I've lost. I've lost many a friend to triathlons, and I will not tolerate that talk around here. It's kind of the mutual enemy of the runner and the cyclist, as we know. Hmm. Um, there's a few other things that uh, you want to talk about running. Actually, the things that you kind of like in a kind of weird. You, you, I think you are kind of someone that enjoys very niche things about running, though, and I do like those kind of things as well. Yeah, I, I think in in the chat beforehand, I, I, I said a few different things that I've sort of messaged you before with options for content for the podcast that you've steadfastly ignored up until now. So yeah. is this my is this my moment? Yeah, you, now you can yeah. unleash. <laughs> I mean, I've got a big remove button here, but you know, we'll, we'll, yeah, this is true. Was we'll there anything? On in which one did you want to focus on, or shall I just go through them in order? Of um, well, Think yeah. about future episodes. We need to keep um, some yeah. content on the back burner. Yeah, yeah. You know, is that like when parents say, "Oh, you know, maybe later"? You're just, you're just putting <laughs> it. Off yeah, yeah. Maybe later. Yeah, yeah. We'll maybe. See. We'll see. <laughs> well, okay. Let's go with the first thing that I suggested, which was um, I think it's completely normal, rational, and sensible 
to plan your route for your run largely if not entirely on the basis of the pretty picture it will draw on the map whether or not that takes you through the more scenic part of the area you're in that's irrelevant does it draw a pretty picture on the map and i think that's completely normal but you you thought i was insane when i suggested that before yeah i think so i mean it depends how far you're going on there and things if i remember for you as well it wasn't necessarily like you're not like drawing a picture of a duck or anything it's just like it's just a nice kind of triangle or just a, a nice shape yeah i mean it might be a picture of a duck i mean that's also also if it's an aesthetically pleasing triangle i drew a coat hanger by accident once and i think that may be the thing that starts me off on this on this path of madness but i've got <laughs> i've got various rules that i set for myself when i'm running like don't don't cross the streams so try to if you're doing a loop yeah. keep it open don't cross over yourself okay no, I unless like unless there's a, re- a rationale for crossing over in which case okay. that's okay like if it creates like a nice hourglass or if it's nice and even if it's in the middle of the run maybe well ideally though you wouldn't cross over you would sort of approach that turning point and you'd come around then you'd do another loop so so your, your path would match you're laughing as you're laughing as if this is not a normal thing to I, say. I feel like this is going to be footage that's used in like a netflix true crime documentary when <laughs> what do you mean? Is this, is this when the carnage recorded? eventually happens <laughs> Max Carnage happens, yeah. Well, I did. I think my very first interaction with your podcast was when I wrote in to talk about shoulder checking a bitch on the uh, uh, on on Holloway Road. That was an important point for us, definitely. Mm-hmm. It was an important point for me as well. I, I finally <laughs> understood the the true power of the shoulder check. Have you shoulder checked any bitches? <laughs> Apart from that one time, no. Okay. Well, actually, it wasn't it wasn't a shoulder check. I brushed past somebody in the the least obnoxious way possible given that she was hogging the entire pavement and because she was some hoity-toity highgate so-and-so she looked to me as if i was absolute dog shit as i went past yeah so the true shoulder check is the shoulder check in our minds that should have yeah. happened but didn't happen because or else there, there may have been charges i should have, oh, I should have done that yeah <laughs> i think i think i listened to the episode after that incident and i thought I should have shot with Jake that bitch. So it's probably a good thing, probably a good thing that I haven't listened to it beforehand, otherwise things might have turned out differently. Yeah, um, yeah speaking of the uh, Strava art there, uh, Paul Wilshire says, I liked Amy's Strava stick man. That was adorable, to be fair. Oh, is this the one I did for that competition? competition yeah. <laughs> the thing is i understand i think i did it on the podcast i entered into a competition for like nike to win some shoes or something and i thought i'd done really well and it took me forever to do i went up to like penarth and which is like a massive hill and it took me forever and then i saw the actual winners of the competition i thought yeah mine was shit <laughs> why did i bother like people were doing like really intricate things and i was just like yeah crap. i remember that yeah I, I don't think I attempted any Strava art for that competition because I, I, I'd seen some of the other true pros. It's more about mm. something whimsical or something abstract. Mm. Yeah, but just but just like vaguely pleasing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember in the last World Cup, actually, I haven't done it this time. Uh, I went to a local park in you know, like a really big open space and wrote "It's coming home" for my run. That was very fun. Is that why it didn't come home? Did you, <laughs> That's possibly did you why. That's possibly why. That was really, really hard. So I'm not going to do that again. Um, Matt, time is almost up. So if you've got any more bullshit you really want to get off your chest, now is your chance. Oh, you put me on the spot now. Um, uh, no, I think uh, I think that um, 
you know, I was going to say something disparaging, but thank you for all of the hard work you're okay, putting fine. into the podcast, both of you. I know that oh. Amy does most of the work. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, thank and, you. Uh, very much like the um, with me now uh, situation. So, oh yeah, that was it. Um, can we have a wife swap episode where you uh, swap partners for? Uh, You've been pushing this for a while. Yeah, <laughs> I think um, it's a good idea. Amy knows nothing about parkrun, so. It would be it wouldn't be the first time that the host of a parkrun podcast knows fuck all about parkrun. Would it? Would it? Eh? Mm. I have no that's idea what that refers to, but oh, Amy knows words. that's a sick burn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she knows a burn when she hears one. An ultra runner who doesn't know anything about about parkrun hosting a parkrun podcast. It's it's classic format. Are you referring to me as an ultra runner? Yeah, you're an ultra oh, runner. Thank you. <laughs> you know, you're you're my ultra running inspiration. Given that, um, <laughs> well, that's not that's not a joke. <laughs> that's serious. Wow. Okay. okay you, Thanks. You, whatever you're drinking now has just kicked in, so I think it's yeah. best best to uh, remove you now. Thank you very much, Matt, for joining us. Thank you. Good to see you. Thank you for being with us all this time. There we Stay go. safe out there. We will. Love. Thank you so much. Um, a bizarre comment we've just had in from Freya there. This is making me want to run. I'm not sure what about this in particular like is really run making me want to run. <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh, perhaps she means, oh, run from you, I think is what that means. <laughs> I see, yeah. Because I'm, I'm not sure what about this is inspirational. Perhaps it's the Innovate uh, quote that's really got to it. It's really made a uh, think. I mean, yeah. Um, just go on to something else completely un unconnected to that because I haven't really written any kind of clever segue to this. Um, I'm the kind of person that likes to make lists. I like to quantify things because it's fun. Uh, I looked back at our previous 99 episodes and I want to see who'd been on the cover photo the most because it's basically just left to me every week just to pick something or find something from somewhere. And I try and be careful and balance it. And I thought to myself, I feel like Amy's been on there a lot recently. Has she been on the most more than anyone else? I don't think so. so. I went back through the 99 episodes because I know this is fascinating to see who'd been on. I literally on the back of an envelope because, you know, that's just what I've got hanging around. I, I did those calculations. So I like a cliche, if nothing else. Um, any guesses, anyone who's been on the cover photo the most? I mean, I can tell you actually who's been on the most is guests. And that's like 27 of the 99 uh, have just been kind of guest photos. That was kind of an easy one. There's also the, the second highest is just the logo. Because they're the weeks I couldn't be bothered to think of anything, so I just put the logo on there. I think I did that a lot at the beginning as well. Um, we just had Drew thinks William has been on there. No, William's actually only been on there four times, which is a bit of a shame. Um, let's have a look. Anyone else wants to have a guess if me or Amy has been on the cover more? Ian says the dogs. Sarah says the dogs. Yeah, uh, not actually that many times. So William four times, Pippin two, Finley two. So we need to get them on a little bit more, I think. Yeah, sorry about that, everyone. Um, between me and Amy, actually, Amy's been on 13. Uh, <laughs> Karen Hamilton said Reese. Yeah, could be on. He's uh, he's usually on most weeks. Uh, Amy's <laughs> been on the cover 13. I've been on 14. Uh, you know what? That's so more, I, I, I'm on more because I don't do anything. So I assumed like it would just be you because like, I'm not, are you like taking secret pictures of me when I'm just running around? Uh, no, but occasionally I will just take a photo off your like Twitter or something. Or your yeah. Facebook. I, don't like, like I know. I know you've just like posted a photo of like you and you and the dog or something. So, oh, okay, just just me and the dog like sat in the house, not actually running or doing yeah. anything. And of course, Finley is now a runner, so should be cover boy. He, he should. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he can do ten k. 
Oh, it's you not know, bad for he a was the lazy, and now he's the dedicated. Oh, that's lovely. Uh, Jen, who we've mentioned, she's been on two, and uh, Gus, your mum's dog, has been on once. David Sinclair's been on two. I'm not at all pleased about that. It's one of our running friends. Why I'm is not... Dave? Why is Dave Sinclair been on? He just, he just sneaks his way in. He gets, well, he gets <laughs> everywhere, doesn't he? Yeah. So there we go. Just a little bit of uh, random trivia for you there. <laughs> okay, so. We're on to our messages now. Um, so we've had a load of messages from you this week. So here are some of our favorites. And we're starting with Noms Dawson says, I am a running is BS success story. That's really worrying. I don't know what that looks like. but we're Yeah, I don't know out. what that means straight away. <laughs> success story. Um, I know, crazy, right? But you have people that you have actually helped motivate to run and complete oh. personal challenges. I don't know whether you're listening to the right podcast that is a disaster for us that is literally the last thing we want yeah (laughs) i always wanted to run a marathon as i've done a lot of half marathons but never a full i always thought it too far for me but as everyone said you'll never get a lottery place for berlin marathon i thought i might as well sign up i only went and got a bloody place so training started at the beginning of this year accompanied by your podcast Yep, I'm one of those crazy people who has binge listened to you from the very first episode. I'm so sorry. You kept me company on my long training runs for Berlin Marathon. And on Sunday, 25th December, uh, sorry, Sunday, 25th September, I did it just over five hours. That will do me. So thank you for keeping me company and making me laugh on this epic journey from half marathoner to full marathoner. I've been mean to send this message for a while. I apologize for taking so long um, to getting around to doing it love the podcast thanks so much for it and also because we talked about your trip to wank that is coming up soon Stuart yeah, me, um, Holly's just walked past me and Holly are going to wank next year we're going to wank for four days so oh. also just wanted to say that myself and my husband have done the wank together yes oh. we went last year to wankburg you really have to worry. You don't really have to worry about being childish about the name. They know. They really know. On the menu at the restaurant at the top, you can find such things as an invitation to taste their special wank juices. The I Love Wank slogan is used often for our amusement. See the attached photo of my husband. There we go. That's husband and how much he loves wank. <laughs> uh, it's so worth it, isn't it? Just for that. Just for all that merch, which I with I love wank on it, they're they're clearly like, all right, this is fucking stupid. But if British people are going to come here and take photos of all the signs, let's sell them some shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what uh, everyone's getting for Christmas next year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't buy things for people, but yeah, thank you very much <laughs> for that, Noms Dawson. You are not a success story, though. You are you are running his best failure. I'm afraid. That's yeah. that's how we that's how we count this. Um, yeah, you might see William running up and down in the background. Uh, you lucky watches uh yes uh oh also yeah if we're going to talk about my holidays because you know let's just turn this into Stu's holiday flex section i've just booked my next holiday well, actually it's gonna be before wank uh i'm gonna go to the arctic circle for three days to do dog sledding wow <laughs> i mean how cool is that in north of sweden again the trainer uh flying to stockholm a 14-hour train sleeper train up to karuna and then we're gonna get picked up and go and do dog sledding for three or four days in fucking freezing temperatures. Like the amount of stuff we have to take with us is ridiculous. It like it says, you have to bring your long johns. I'm like, yes, I get to buy long johns. That's long amazing. Long johns? They oh, actually yeah. say that? Yeah. You've got to have oh, proper oh, thermals. Like proper long, like thermal trousers, pants. I thought that was 
like 18th century hey. pirate or something. When you're in the Arctic <laughs> Circle, you need that kind of shit. Long johns. Yeah, so I'm very much looking forward to that. That's going to be a fantastic holiday. Um, it's, of course, is a comment from your mum. I'm a success story. I've listened to 100 episodes and never been inspired to run. That's the spirit. Thank you. Thank you. That is exactly the kind of person that we need listening. Um, Macarna's got long johns from a trip to Lapland. Perhaps I could borrow them. That'd be nice. Oh, but long johns were a modern day thing. And it's, uh, they're like leggings. Like leggings, but warmer. I thought it was just an old-timey word for your trousers. I think it is possibly a bit of an old-timey word. Mm. Get your long johns on. We're going to long johns on. Don't know. Pilot a pirate ship. Sure, great. <laughs> These are the bits I would edit out usually. <laughs> we got an email from Matt Burrows. He said, "Hey, Stu and Amy, congrats on your upcoming hundredth episode, current hundredth episode. Uh, this is very not bullshit. I would, however, like to put it to you that birds are bullshit." This is more kind. Of, this is my kind of uh, territory. Now. Pettiness is what I like to see. Now, he submitted a list of evidence to us stating his case. Uh, firstly, how he approached a group of Canada geese, went as far out of his way as possible to avoid them, but still got slammed into a wall by one. And I, I looked up how much a Canada goose weighs, and it's like at most six kilos. So you, you cannot get slammed by a goose. And how is it doing the slamming? Like, is it body, like body slamming you? But, Has he got his long neck and like slamming but you? The head doesn't weigh slammed by a goose. So I'm not sure that's that's on the geese. I think that's more on him, frankly. Uh, there was secondly a story about how a pigeon shat on him. And yeah, to be fair, they'll do that. Uh, that is nasty. And finally, I'll, I can do this one in full just to give it the full proper effect. He says, Exhibit C, the most bullshit of all. In an unexpected plot twist, I was running doing hill repeats for some ungodly reason. It had been raining, the path was wet, and there were tree branches overhead. I caught a brief flash of something falling from a branch, and then it was in my eye. I tried blinking it out, and much to my amazement, it immediately fell out. Yes! And landed in my mouth. No! It didn't really taste of anything, but it had an unpleasant, half-gritty, half-liquid texture. I tried to spit it out, but it was so gloopy, I had to fish around inside my mouth with my finger and pull it out. Yes, of course, I discovered a dirty evil bird had shat in my eye, and the crap had then fallen into my foolishly open mouth. Birds are bullshit. Keep up the good work and watch the feathery bastards. Love, Matt. That's disgusting. I don't know how that works. <laughs> what? I, how does it fall into your eye, then into your mouth, so much so that you have to fish it out? That's that's very strange. Uh, Drew says, two very strange incidents. Two very strange, very strange incidents. Uh, Drew says, sounds like an innuendo. I got slammed by a goose. <laughs> yeah, I got goose slammed. Oh, yeah. Watch out for that path. You'll get goose slammed. Ugh. Right, moving swiftly yes. on. Yeah, it's probably best. <laughs> probably best. Uh, we have an email from Karen Hamilton. It says, hi, guys. My partner recently did his first 100K trail ultra, which he absolutely smashed, despite having had a gastro bug in the week leading up to it. Not ideal. I was very anxious about him having gut issues during the run, but it was all no big deal to him, apparently. Bastard. While he was doing the race, I volunteered as a course marshal. I'd had a little bit of the same bug and thought I was entirely recovered, but apparently I wasn't because after having a short stint, I started feeling woozy and almost passed out at my post. Had to be attended by the event paramedic. I recovered okay, but it was very embarrassing and I felt a right twat for occupying a medic who was supposed to be there for the actual participants. 
To make matters better, the next day I ventured out for a short, easy walk slash jog while he rested. I made it to about 4k, stepped on a tree root and rolled my ankle. So my partner runs an ultra, but I'm the one who needs medical attention twice. Oh, Karen. <laughs> That's so okay. funny. <laughs> that but you know what? That is what you get for helping. Yeah. yeah We've yeah, said yeah. it before. Helping is overrated. Yeah. If I was that like medic, I'd be like, no, you know, I'm not helping you. I'm here for the put. You haven't paid for an entry. I'm not helping you. Hundred <laughs> k ultra, and he's absolutely fine, even though he's had the shits. Yeah. <laughs> like passing out at an aid station. <laughs> the only time I have not run with the shits, but like I have, like as I recovered from it, it's um, we do a weekend every year, my run club, and we do ten park run courses over the course of a weekend. I did the first one, kind of okay. I got two k into the second, and it was just like. No, I've, I've got no energy. I've basically not eaten anything for two days. And I just went and sat down. And like, I organized the whole thing and didn't run it at all. And really, I just kind of watched everyone else and tried to tell them where to go because I just had no energy at all. So how the fuck anyone ran a 100K ultra having you know virtually no food in them is just, is just bizarre. Insane. It's very, very bad. Um, finally, we've got a slice of genius here from Dave Spillett, who sent it in case we were desperate enough for some filler content, which is always, always the case. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, Dave is blaming his bipolar manic side, who insists on, why not? We can make that work somehow, which has resulted in him uh, running almost back-to-back 24-hour races, multiple ultras in close succession. Uh, but his new thing is particularly special. He noticed you can skip the ballot for the Berlin Marathon and get a guaranteed place by doing the inline skate version the year before that is using your head that's yeah oh yeah what <laughs> are there any other races that do this like i've never heard of that i think it's more of a european thing but yeah berlin definitely do i've seen i've seen that there when i went there a few years ago and um, so he said this means i someone will be with no balance nor coordination someone who experiences recurrent vertigo Someone with practically no skating experience, worth speaking of, is now in possession of shoes with wheels on, and as I'm not a complete fool, enough PPE to make me look like a knockoff Borg. There is nothing to say the offer will even be valid for 23-24, so I might still not get in the running race afterwards. And I don't even really do a lot of road running these days, much preferring to go out on the trails. So I could have instead have avoided the ballot process by simply deciding to not take part. Absolute fucking idiot. But more than enough people have been told about it now that it will have it will have to happen and i'm sure it'll be an interesting challenge it'll certainly be a challenge it's <laughs> how i suppose that's kind of bipolar mania for you like yeah sure we can do that they'll be great do some um, roller skating like <laughs> don't worry good news uh, he has checked and the offer is on so at least that part of it is uh, is still on so if you do fancy the running the berlin marathon in 2024 just grab some skates and get out of practice with dave i mean I will, I will say I am really good at inline skating. Like I am actually, Whoa, okay. there's not many things that I can say I'm really good at. Okay. And that's not like a, no. that's not being self-deprecating. It's just podcasting. It's just the, just the truth. I'm not very good at podcasting. I'm not very good at running in particular. Out loud, but I will say I am very, very, very good at inline skating. I was a child of the nineties and spent most of the nineties on a pair of inline skates and I'm actually excellent at it. So this is actually something I could do. I reckon I could do a marathon on, on inline skates, for sure. Uh, Helen Patricia has uh, commented and says, Dave Spiller, I know him. He did the Dolby Inferno and then the White Horse the next day. I did one and marshaled the other. That, yep, that would be uh, that'd be Dave signing up for things. That seems like a really good idea. 
Tell you what, Manic Depressed Dave is going to be pissed off at some point. Just on some roller skates crying. <laughs> Why have I done this? <laughs> don't worry, so I can run a marathon, which I don't really want to run. Oh, that's, that's just random, isn't it? I guess it is like a European thing. I think a lot of like Europeans are really into their inline skates still. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. William says, inline skates permitted? Uh, it's not in the main race. I think they either go <laughs> way before, or it might even be the day before, because there's a slightly different course, because obviously there's sometimes there's like uneven surfaces they need to avoid. So it's a slightly different course. So I think it might be the day before. I'm but, yeah, quite interested definitely to see know what the, what the times are for that as well, like how fast the winner does. I think it. they're pretty quick. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. they're going to be because they're on wheels. Yeah. Anyway, thank you very much for all that. Uh, let's go to our next guest. Let's bring in Reese Jenkins. Oh, quick, put the baby down. Put the baby down, turn the <laughs> microphone on. He was prepared to be fair. We, you didn't know you were coming in. That's fine. Hello. I'm you not... caught me out then. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Well, I'm glad you're here because just to let everyone know, full disclosure, Reese pulled out about an hour before we started recording tonight. And so I had to rewrite everything uh, to add a little bit extra in instead. And then half an hour later, decided actually he was fine. And was one of and want to be back in the podcast, so I had to change all the script back. That was great, uh, Reese. Why were you so indecisive? Because uh, I had a tooth pulled out this afternoon, this evening, and it sort of left me um, a bit slurry with my word. Yeah. Um, I think I sent you a photo as well. So you've got. Yeah. Do you want to just come just a little closer to your laptop there, just so we can hear you a bit, a little bit better? Just, yeah. You can just come a little closer, just so we can. Do you need the headphones in or can I take them off? And... Headphones in is better. Okay. Can you hear me yeah, now? That, that's that's better sound because I think the microphone's in front of you now. Lovely. Um, and yeah, so you told me you went to the dentist to have a tooth pulled. How many injections was there? 11 injections. In total. Oh. Oh. Yeah. And it's All a big tooth. Like it's, it's massive. Now, <laughs> you want to see it? I have yeah, a photo yeah. of the tooth I can put up on screen. <laughs> But you've but, got it next yeah. to you. You've got it like I've got right it next to me. Okay, right. This <laughs> yeah. is a warning to everyone that there is a nasty tooth about to come up on screen. If you don't want to look at it, uh, look away now. Right, Reese is going to show us. It's getting out of the bag. Oh. oh, that is that's a big root. I mean, that needed to come out. Yeah, you wow. can see it's black and filling oh, and everything. And there's the photo you sent me, which is oh, quite fresh. Okay. <laughs> Tooth is gone. You can look back now, everyone. I'm here. Well, I mean, last time I went to the dentist uh, for a big thing, I had four injections and cried for an hour. So 11 is just nightmarish, frankly. She almost gave up trying to pull it out. Uh, she was going to send me to a surgeon and get him to pull it out. But I gave it one last tug and it popped out. So just lucky. And so the drugs have kicked in now and you're feeling all right. I can talk again now, so that's yeah. good. And my my face has sort of gone down a bit on that side. I literally could not feel that size of my face, yeah. and my nose is all tingly and everything. But there we go, all good. Okay. <sighs> okay, right. Let's move on. Let's move. Uh, that is enough. That is plenty about teeth. Um, tell us about something uh, even more fun, which is your experience in Death Valley this summer. Oh God, yes. Um, quite the experience, which um actually ended up in hospital. At the end of it, um, I was lucky enough to, I guess unlucky, some people may say, to uh, take part in a race called Badwater 135, which is um, 135 miles through the hottest place on earth. I, I think I've probably mentioned this like three or four, maybe five times on your show previously. Yeah. And I think this is, is your 16th uh, appearance, yeah. 16th appearance. <laughs> 
Um, and it's technically, or they say it's the toughest race in the world. And now my little one is about to sort of steal my thunder. There you go. Say hello. <laughs> and then we're going to pass him back to mummy. Yeah. Mummy's going to go in a different room, um, hopefully. No. He's gone. Bye. He's gone. Um, and basically, uh, this summer, it absolutely kicked my butt. It was, well, I made it to 197 miles out of 135 miles, but I guess my journey came to an abrupt end at the side of the road when I sort of lost my mind and my entire bodily function, I guess is the way to describe yeah. it best. Um, it was a complete clusterfuck of, uh, sorry, swearing okay? I mean yeah. What's the, Reece, what is the title of the podcast? I know, but I always feel bad when I do that. But it was a complete clusterfuck, basically. Um, and I mean, it, it went wrong along. for you like way before ninety-seven miles. It went way, yeah. About ten miles in, I pulled my hamstring. Um, so then I was sort of hobbling along. Uh, Twenty miles in, I started puking my guts up, and then from twenty miles up to fifty miles, uh, I had horrible cramps whereby. You know, literally, uh, I, I was having to lay down on the floor on boiling hot tarmac, just trying to stretch out. Like, I, I was sort of losing the plot a bit, and you could sort of see the downward trend in the whole uh, event, should we say. And I made the 50-mile cutoff point with about two minutes to spare, which uh, it was not fun, um, to say the least. And you, you're trying to sprint up this, uh, it's like a 5,000-foot climb, and you know the time's just ticking away. And anyway, I made that cutoff time got to the point and I thought the hardest part of the race was behind me the hottest part was behind me and some of just kept on going kept on going and my last memory of the whole thing was at mile 90 um where you run past a very iconic uh, death valley sign which is um it's the national park and everybody recognizes it and I thought it was a hallucination it wasn't it was actually real but I thought I was hallucinating which I guess is a bit of a weird one and the yeah. guy I was with sort of just uh we had an argument not an argument a disagreement about whether it was real or not and i sort of took his word for it and that was my last memory of the whole thing um i got to mile 97 officially in the race so i managed to do seven miles of really not knowing where i was i, I didn't know i'd lost my mind at the time um and <laughs> i had a support runner with me and we're just sort of running along running along jogging along and this is what they were telling me anyway and he basically just uh, stopped in his tracks. He, he looked at me and he's like, oh, that's not right. <laughs> and um, yeah, I basically crapped myself at the side of the road, um, <laughs> lost all bodily function and not even recognized it. Like it was a point whereby I was still running. I hadn't even broken the stride. And the reason he could tell so badly is because you're in Death Valley, the hottest place on earth, you wear white to try and avoid the sun and the heat and obviously white doesn't hide a lot of things especially when you lose bodily function um and so you like, just oh. emptied as you were running emptied as i was running didn't break stride my, no. my shoes were were full of it i guess is what you would describe uh, they were also white so you can imagine the shit show that went on there um and yeah they, he was like oh this isn't correct i don't think this should be happening so he spoke to the other crew and the other crew then managed to flag down the um, event doctor and the event doctor sort of took one look at me and sort of said, yeah, you, you need to go to the hospital now. And you're in the middle of nowhere. And luckily we were about 25 miles away from 
uh, one of the major towns and there was a hospital there. And by hospital, it, it, it is like genuinely, it's a small waiting room. There's nothing else there. They don't have much, many things that could really save your life if you were really deteriorating. And my next memory of the whole thing is sort of waking up to being surrounded by um, very serious looking doctors. And they, they're obviously just sort of examining you and they're, they're testing your blood and everything like that. And uh, they sort of um, broke it to me that I've been suffering with a thing called rhabdomyolysis, which is um, basically where the lining of your kidney um, just starts to disintegrate and you start poisoning yourself with everything you're trying to get rid of in your body. And it sort of affects your bloodstream. There's usually a lot of warning signs whereby like uh, you, you pee blood or, you know, you sort of get those warning shots. And I didn't have any of those warning shots. I, I, mentally, my mind had gone somewhere else. Uh, my body was still moving and I, I guess me crapping myself was just the way of my body screaming out for for me yeah. to get help well thank and goodness weirdly, for that not weirdly it had nothing else to yeah. do I, I couldn't really speak or anything at the time and I remember when they told me that I was just oh, what is this I heard of it but I didn't know exactly what it was and it, it, it basically uh, it, they, they broke it to me that I had third stage kidney failure so I, I was in I was in that point where maybe no return where it could actually go pretty rapid downhill and I could eventually end up dying um, which is quite frightening when you're sitting there when you've only just come around after being out of it for about eight hours I think I was passed out for and um, it's just bonkers they were trying to get me on a, an air evacuation to a bigger hospital because they didn't have anything else there to sort of help me or get me better they didn't have a, a dialysis machine or anything like that and um, I just remember thinking in America, you have to pay for everything, don't you? Especially healthcare. And I was, my first question was, uh, how much does that cost? And I think like, the, the doctor came over to me and sort of just went, it's about $60,000 to get on the plane. I was like... To get on the plane? Oh. Yeah, yeah, so that was the air evacuation. They wanted to take me on a, an air evacuation to another hospital because they couldn't look after me. Um, I found out after the... Afterwards, the way they were doing the bloods were they were taking the bloods out of me, giving it to the janitor, and then the janitor was driving four hours up the road to drop off the blood, to test the bloods, and then ring back. I think he had to do it like four or five times for the whole time I was in there. So imagine this guy was absolutely furious at me by the end of it. All. He must be on a hell of an hourly rate. Wow. Oh man, it was uh, absolutely crazy. And then they uh, they send you the itemized hospital bill at the end, and you just like they didn't do that for me. They didn't do this for me. And they did this for me, but I was just lucky. Um, I, I dug my heels in. I'm not lucky. Maybe I was a bit stupid, really. Um, I refused to get on the plane. I sort of felt that if I was dying, I'd know that or I'd feel a bit going like I was going in the wrong way. And, um, I managed to persuade them to do one more blood. And luckily the bloods had gone in the right direction and then it did more and then did more and then it just gradually got better. So, um, yeah, that was my, uh, shit show of, uh, a bad water experience for 2022, I think we're in. Wow. Yeah, as uh, Nicholas just said there, she commented, all of a sudden we've all stopped laughing. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was watching the comments as it come in and lots of people were laughing about things, but as you, as you spoke more, the comments just dried up. Just <laughs> I didn't like, mean oh, to fuck. kill the fun or anything. No, literally. Yeah. Uh, I can laugh about it now and I'm here to tell the story anyway. It's just, uh, I mean, it involves one of those things so that <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And or it scared the hell out of everybody else, but yeah. I didn't know what was going on. So I think it begs the question, do you still want to do bad water? Because you've tried a couple of times now. Try uh, yeah, I've done I've done it five times. Okay, oh um, you have done. Oh yeah, okay. I've failed once 
um, ah, okay. I within 24 hours, I'd already messaged Karis, my wife, saying, did you know what's got to happen? And she just sort of went, it's not the right time to be discussing this, but yes, I understand. Um, and obviously that is, I want to go back and, I guess, fix things and make sure that I get to the finish line. You've done it five times. It's fine. You've done it. Done. You've it's made done. your point. Know, <laughs> even just talking about it now, I'm getting like heart and sweat. And it just excites me talking about the race in itself. And yes, I had a close call this year, but I had a lot of things go wrong for me, like the puking, the cramping. Yeah. Um, they did a load of tests at the end. I, I, when I came back, I had a number of tests done and everything. And they say I had long COVID, which I didn't have anything really. The only thing you mm. could really notice was the higher than usual heart rate which I guess your body would work harder, especially in that heat and running 97 miles. It, it could have been worse. It could have been a hundred mile race and I tanked with three miles to go, you know? So, and I think by the end of it, I was obviously worried about my kidneys and everything, but I, I think it just felt a bit of an idiot really, like risking it and going that far and not knowing when to stop. And you know what, if I'd known what was going on, I would have called it there and then straight away and just stopped. But scary i guess that you didn't i'd lost my mind and i'd managed to keep going for like seven miles before anybody realized what was going on it must be hard to tell as well because a lot of the things you talk about like losing your mind a bit before the whole shitting yourself thing people experience when doing longer races and just generally feeling terrible so i guess it's like at what point is this like this is dangerous terrible because you're so you're so out of your mind that it's almost hard to judge i guess as well yeah I, i i think that to me was the like closest call the biggest wake-up call it's like how far you could possibly go and actually end up killing yourself um unintentionally obviously but it was just uh yeah looking back it's something i'm quite ashamed of really that i'd go that far um i, I didn't know i could go that far and like obviously if i was there mentally i'd be able to make the right call i'd hope um it's why you have the right crew though and doing bad water you have to take crew with you and people you trust and luckily the guy that I was with a chap called Chris Hewitt um he's like an EMT paramedic so he was he was an expert and still it took him a while to be able to spot what was going on and then still he doubted himself but then he asked another member of crew and then we eventually asked the doctor and I guess you put your trust into the people that surround you as well and hope to god that they make the right call and they did well, it's like we've said before on the podcast, giving up is a good thing. You need to practice giving up. It's not always about I'm going to push through and get it to the end because sometimes that's not the right decision. Completely, completely agree with you. Um, I think the people that say, yeah, you can just muster through and just keep on going. Um, I, I obviously have a level of respect for them, but also it's very dangerous. It could lead to really bad injuries. It could lead to hospital. It can lead to really hefty hospital bill at the end of it uh, you know it's just uh, it's not worth it live to fight another day and you'll enjoy it more as well yeah so other than for some reason the return to bad water which frankly i don't even want to hear about now have you got any kind of because you've always got some weird plan up your sleeve is there anything for next year you can tell us about yeah no completely um so it's, i've sort of committed to doing um, the american slam which is uh four 100 mile races from june July, August, and September. Um, I'm obviously applying for bad water again. So if that obviously. gets in there, then that would be five 100 milers in four months. Um, and then I've committed to doing the Beacons Way 100 as well. So that mm-hmm. would be six 100 milers in four months. So actually, you and, and Amy then, are, are pretty even for next year. Both both going for six ultras. 
Well, this is what I was thinking. Amy's level then of commitment on those six races. It's yeah, awesome. we can make it. Yeah. Amy, ha- Amy have you ever? One hundred percent. Amy, have you ever DNF'd an ultra? Yeah, I did oh, it. I did it did like literally week. a few weeks oh, yeah, ago. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I said on the podcast I hadn't trained for it, so I hadn't trained at all. Yeah. I still yeah. had the entry, and I went. Into, I still did twenty miles, and if I hadn't been up Penavan in, in the rain and wind, I would have finished it. So yeah, let's see, I think let's see if I actually train, Yeah, let's okay. see him there. I can I can speak for Amy on that because I live in Cricket, not too far away, and that Saturday the weather was absolutely abysmal. It's been horrendous all week, and uh, to do twenty miles in those conditions is uh, fantastic. Thank you, thank you. So I'll be fine. I just need to actually train. I'll be absolutely fine. <laughs> yeah, don't overtrain. I think that's what some people sometimes do as well. Thank you. Yeah, just a few ten mile runs here and there, and I'll be I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, you can trust Reese. He's got a good record on a uh, on running tough ultras. As Not recently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Reese, thank you very, very much for joining us and uh, really bringing the whole tone right down. That's been that's been terrific. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> no problem. Thank you very much. See you again soon. Cheers. Bye. Sorry, guys. Bye. Wow, Hannah, you're up next. Uh, hopefully, you can uh, give us a little bit of a, a lift from that. <laughs> no pressure, or anything. <laughs> I can see you laughing in the lobby there. Fine. Uh, Amy, over to you for the the bit that everyone's been looking forward to. Oh yeah. It's the bull bullshit. It's the, <laughs> the bull bullshit running news. I actually do the dancing every time, but this time I'm actually getting to see it. And so. she does that every time. Like it's literally written in the script in giant letters, bullshit running news. And every time she's like, oh shit, I've got to do something. I was going to do, I, I, in my head, I was like, I'm going to plan something and I'm going to surprise whole, everyone. Whole dance I'm going to like blow everyone's show. mind because I'm going to come and I'm going to have like this whole song that I've created and like, pre-planned and it's going to be fantastic and I would have practiced it but I and you did that yeah cool so uh, a little bit of a bunny a little bit of bullshit running news of the year because this is our last one of 2022 um I think our biggest bullshit running news this year is it's just runners world it's just their fucking yeah. paywall and their absolute garbage output that they put out now oh it they is... have like, they have my details now because I had to sign up so I could read more than two articles or something they're probably going to sell my details to someone oh, it wasn't worth it was a place it? that would do that isn't it you know? <laughs> yeah. it's just like ads and just random lists of shit things that aren't really about running anymore not really any actual news so that's kind of affected us quite a lot you know what a big shout out to canadian running magazine genuinely that is where we get a lot of our news these days mm. so good for you good old canadians you can always rely on a canadian to help you out when you need to that's what they say uh, any themes of the news that have stood out for you this year amy Oh, so we've had, we have had a, quite a few themes, haven't we? Quite mm. a few repeat stories, just in just different people involved. Uh, we've had people doing massively long races and getting horribly injured, of course. Um, so things yeah. like people having maggots living in their feet, you know, those sorts of things. Yeah. Lovely, great. Um I've had naked runners, lots of naked runners, which I love. I, I just, I, I love it. I love it because I, I love how distressed people are when they're like reporting it to the police. Just, just, it gives like, me some bloke. There was a naked man. Yeah, just like, outraged. I'm running through a nature reserve. I think it's fantastic, especially the ones where they're wearing a backpack. You know, I like yeah. that. 
Well, they're prepared. Yeah. Sorry, just to go back to these stupid long races, like people seem to be doing a lot more. Now, it could be just a thing that being reported on more. Perhaps it's more newsworthy these days. Perhaps it's just worth more clicks, basically. But yeah. the people, yeah, like I said, like getting maggots in their feet, like someone did the marathon circle and there were chunks falling off their foot. The yeah. guy who crossed Australia and nearly died a couple of times. They had to like take him to get scanned a couple of times. Yeah. And it's just, I'm not sure if this is people being less prepared or people just, are people just pushing themselves further and further? And it's just worth more for clicks now, so it's being reported as well. But I think people... it started during the pandemic. I think people just went literally a bit yeah. mad, didn't they? they, they you know, they, they started doing all these challenges because they weren't formal races on. I think that's yeah. where it started, and people have just carried on with it. Because once you've set that bar, then people have to go beyond the bar. Like... Yeah, we need to go further and further every time, mm. no matter what. And like we said, just quit. It's mm. not worth it. Back to naked runners. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, course, that's been that's been they've been my my favorite stories because the comments they always have like include some comments by people who was like, oh, I was really shocked. I was out like, walking my dog and I was literally shocked. I phoned the police. It's like, <laughs> love it. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't. I don't love it. Uh, Lee much. Wood has commented and says, "Can we do the naked run with me, Amy? Or do you <laughs> yeah. not love it that much?" Not not that much. I like hearing stories about it, but it's not something okay. I would partake in. <laughs> what I like about those stories is there's actually quite a lot of balance to it. And there's quite a lot of people that just say, you know what, fine, good for him. Yeah. And even when it's like women that have seen a man running naked, which, you know, often would be, you know, pretty dodgy but a lot of them have been like you know what good for him he didn't harm us he was just he was just having a bit of a run good for him that's the thing like it's not it's not dodgy because they're just doing their own thing they're not being like a creep in the bushes or something they're just doing their own thing they're just you know it's fine and then usually they're nature reserve which i think that's nice like because nature reserve it makes me think that's where they all live you know (laughs) (laughs) they're just huddled on the trees eating berries and nuts yeah yeah that's nice um we've also had kind of related to the 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 long distance challenges and people mm. having chunks of feet falling off. Uh, we've had ultra records getting very silly, so like yeah, hundred miles length of New Zealand backyard ultras. Yeah, that record's gone this year. Like a lot of big records, twenty four hour. That record's yeah. gone this year as well. And they're they're just getting silly now, and they're almost a little boring because they just keep getting better and better. And I'm just like, these they're just too good now. I don't. I'm I'm not into it anymore. No. There has to be a there has to be a limit to reach yeah. the limit of human endurance. I think I don't know. Perhaps they perhaps it's a good thing they're professionalizing a bit more. More people are getting sponsorship deals and can afford to go and do these things. But they're just they're too much. Well, actually, though, the woman who ran the length of New Zealand because she took the most direct new route, so she ended up just running on like the side of dual carriageways for a lot of it. Yeah, which she said was terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hear a lot about that when I'm hearing about like these challenges and stuff about people running these distances and they've got to like. Yeah, run at the side of the road and stuff. Like, oh, God. Yeah. Um, one of the other things for me as well is the rise of insane shoes. We speak about these a lot and the bullshit marketing and just the way they describe them, just the way they look as well. Uh, I mean, straight up. My, actually, I'm going to do these in reverse order because I think they're it's more fun. Uh, first of all, some of the ones we've had this year. This is the Naked T slash R. I mean, it looks like a fairly standard shoe, to be fair. It's just got no laces. And it just looks kind of a bit cool and it's a bit see-through and it's kind of super lightweight. Also, aren't your laces there for a reason? Like they, they yeah. adjust where the tightness of the shoe in certain areas, like all of that, like you, you're yeah, removing a major a purpose, function yeah. of the shoe. The laces aren't just for display, especially with, with running, because if you've got foot pain, you can sometimes adjust your laces. I'm getting really serious now, but it's true, isn't it? You adjust your laces in a certain way, you can stop the foot pain by putting pressure yeah. in different parts. Like it, 
they're a functional part of the shoe yeah um this is uh the bowl of brooks this is brook shoes that were inspired by cereal whatever that means i mean just a lot of shoes recently have just been inspired by stupid things and that is inspired by cereal and that was for some reason a good idea but this is the ultimate one this is incredible the balmain unicorn i hate it what the fuck is that that needs to be in like the tape modern not in a it used to be in the bin i mean and that <laughs> costs like four or five hundred pounds as well so it's only absolute balance how does it work? can you imagine wearing one of those no apologies to the listener this is a, just a crazy multicolored split sole shoe like rainbow colored and just it's just a monster it's too Never much mind going a unicorn, on. it's a monster stresses me out i'm not happy with it no no um a few of my favorite stories mm-hmm. as well my absolute my absolute favorite story of all time is the terrified jogger who spoke out after an owl attacked her quote it tried to eat me i mean putting it tried to eat me in the headline is wonderful well done to that sub editor yeah so a woman's ponytail was apparently targeted by an eagle owl which attacked her head and tried to eat it which is hilarious like her ponytail (laughs) and it's it's horribly terrifying because eagle owls are massive but the fact that it tried to eat a ponytail is, is, is quite funny. Was it in Norwich or something? Like I think so, yeah. <laughs> Somewhere really random and insignificant. Um, and yeah, one that I really liked was that the fact that people are, are going to Snowdonia a lot more, again, after lockdown, but people are shitting so much on the paths that the park authority have had to go public and ask people not to. I mean, that must be, because imagine for so long, you'd be like, okay, we keep finding shit. We keep finding shit. Like at some point someone's gone, you know what? We're going to have to do a press release about this because it has yeah. just got too far now. Yeah. So How get point? And we know now that what you do is you smear it on a rock and it will evaporate. We know from that video. Smear that's it on a rock. You either oh. dig a hole, you take your poo trial, you dig a hole yeah. three feet deep or whatever it is. I can't remember what it's supposed to be. Or three feet. if you're on a mountain... You smear it on a rock. Smear it on a rock. Uh, if only I, I could have clipped out that video of that guy telling us what to do with our poo. And he had like a, a handful of peanut butter that he smeared on a rock just to show you what to do with it. With just this weird little smirk on his face. That You, you can't smear it on a rock, surely. But please, people, stop shitting in Snowdonia. Yeah. And if you do, like, don't don't actually smear it on a rock. That seems like terrible advice. I'm not even sure why that so guy so much said. worse. Yeah. So yeah. much worse. Oh, well, you know, there's another great note to bring in a guest on. Um, Great segue. (laughs) (laughs) A great segue. Thank you so much. Uh, Time for our next and final guest. Let's bring in Hannah Phillips. There she is. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me now? Yes. I've I've had a lot of technical problems tonight already. You know what? We're four for four. People getting their cameras and their microphones working. And I could not be more delighted or surprised. Amazing. Perfect. And I think you were one of the first guests on our podcast. Oh, mm-hmm. I was just about to say ago. happy 100. Thank, Thank you very much. It was, no I think it was four years ago. I always say four years ago today then, but I think it was four years ago today. We all <laughs> sat in my in my flat, my old flat, my sort of kitchen come dining room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was situation. around about this time because I had the memory on Facebook. Yeah, I was thinking so it, it was because I remember it being a dark evening. 
Yeah. 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 Sat around the dining table and I, I think you broke one of Amy's chairs. I did. I did. To be fair, like to just to clarify, those chairs, they, firstly, they weren't my chairs. It was a furnished flat. So they were rubbish chairs that were provided by the letting agency, but they were already kind of broken, just to say. So. Yeah. yeah. It's funny Thanks. if we say she broke Super. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I thought it was worth, uh, we, we're worth a, do a catch up to see what's going on in Merthyr. And hopefully you've, stopped having children for just about long enough to have a chat this evening yeah only just to be fair um Scott we've got a, a short window <laughs> okay <good. laughs> yeah yeah that calmed him down a bit now as well he stopped jumping up at people yeah 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 excellent yeah, and yeah he's, he's not urinating around the place like he used to either yeah. he's got lots yeah, and lots good. of positives of vasectomy as it turns out so <laughs> and he's eating more since <laughs> which is really random <laughs> okay so how's it going for you? you you're back running again now um, when we say back running, okay. um, I am, but not consistently, unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, which fine. I need to sort out. It's not fine. It's not. Okay. And I have right. no excuse. I, to be nice I literally about it. have fine. no okay. excuse. Um, I need to sort my shit out and get out there because um, I've got a couple of things next year. Our Reese, who we've just had, mm-hmm. one of his runs. One well, of which his little... one are you doing? Um, I have no idea. You're pacing him at Badwater. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. I'm the support. Yeah. Cool, yeah, yeah, that's what you need. Just, just checking all the time, making sure he hasn't shot yeah. himself or anything. Shit, new shoes, Reese. Let's go. Come on. Hospital time. Um, I can't remember which one. I think it's in July, though. Cool. Which so you're well prepared then. Very, yeah. And then, you're doing um, and an old you don't know which one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and but I just see though that if you sign up for Pegasus and get your buddy to do it, you get a free entry. So I might do another one if I can convince someone to come along with me. Yeah, absolutely. It's worth You'll doing. That. All the cool people doing ultras these days. So yeah, why not? Yeah, I just think the thing with an ultra is that you have to train for it, Amy, and <laughs> you're out the house a really long time. And with the amount of children I have, that can only be a plus. Yeah, absolutely. It's basically like, a day of just walking and eating. There's a bit of yeah. running now and then, and I, but most I of it is just, walking and eating. Yeah. I was just thinking when Reese said he was in hospital for eight hours, passed out. Like that's like a dream come true to me. <laughs> like I, you know, I'd be more than happy for my kidney to go into failure on an ultra yeah. if I get some time away. <laughs> or maybe just cheat uh, yourself on a five k and just be rushed, rushed off the hospital. <laughs> yeah. Oh my my kidney. I could shit my shoe. Easy. <laughs> I didn't know it was happening. (laughs) Please take me to Prince Charles Hospital. Wow. Um, Well, my next link here is, uh, I think still works. Uh, A lot of people consider this podcast lowbrow for some reason. Could be things, could be things like that, that we just talked about. But in an attempt to alter some perceptions, we've commissioned Hannah to write a little poem for us. Although, please note that in this context... Oh my God, I can't read it. Did I not tell you? I can't read it. Ah, yeah. So I only had oh, half on. of it. Right. Can we tell the story? Can we bring yeah, we it can, back yeah. to my right? So I wrote this poem, and then my dad died really unconventionally, not unconventionally, unconveniently. It wasn't unconventional at all. He just stopped breathing. Um, <laughs> death makes me weird. As I don't well. know if I can laugh Still. about this. It's so yeah, yeah. You can totally laugh about it. Um, so he passed away the day like I was meant to come down and I remember messaging you I was like sorry Stu I'm not gonna make it, yeah, it was just the, it was the live show we did in person in Cardiff yeah yeah um and then when I've just gone back over it the end is missing uh, but it's it's quite I think it's a little bit too inappropriate as well I'm quite rude about a couple of things I must have been quite angry yeah. if I was pregnant Annie was dying so I feel like I should be let off 
Okay, so you you were just planning to finish it that afternoon then, or just blag it on the night? It turns out, well, no, I've lost the half of it. Okay. I had finished it, but that's gone out of my notes because this was over a year ago now. Um, and then I've like, I've written like, there's some really bad stuff about Prince Andrew in there. I must have been really angry. I know. <laughs> this? I can relate to anything. Like, it turns out I've got this like weird obsession with Prince Andrew as well, because it's in lots of my work at the moment. Yeah. I've been doing okay. some stand-up comedy. And that's like quite natural. You can imagine like, Prince Andrew being in that. But he's also in my poem about running. Um, I, I'm intrigued yeah. now. I'll tell you what, the comments <laughs> dried up again once we <laughs> go into this. Wow. You'll see the tumbleweed and everything. And then yeah. I'll start doing that thing where I start coming 24 hours from Tulsa when I'm uncomfortable. So keep it going. Okay. <laughs> wow, okay. So you're so, running... yeah, I'm very sorry okay, about the commission. I thought I told you. Sorry, this is no. see, I've still got the 300 children to deal with. Yeah, so I'm well, forgetting more. I've told people. Well, see, luckily, I was going to say that like commissioned in this context doesn't mean paid, so that's good. That's a relief to us. Yeah, we were going to pay Imagine you an exposure, that. but even that is uh, yeah. I might cut I, this but out I've become a patron as well now, mind. Oh, look, oh, you've done that as well. Yeah, so you can let me off completely, I feel. Oh, there it is. Yeah, you're at the, you've are you just signed up during the show as well. Well done, thank you. Yeah. Though we are trying to get rid of people because the, the songs are getting too long. And it's getting, it's, limit, I don't yeah. really understand. Do I get a song now? Well, yeah, we, we sing everyone. Yeah, obviously, you can tell everyone that Hannah's a listener uh, regularly here. Um, yeah, we sing everyone's names as a thank you in each episode. And what? there's now too many of you. Um, so yeah. we're trying to get rid of a few. They're sometimes three minutes long, the songs. It's yeah, like, yeah, it takes, yeah. takes a while to do. So that's going to be the end of this episode. So stick around. You can, you know, you, you'll get the hang of the, the podcast eventually. Don't worry. Yeah, it's the children. Please blame my children. I don't yeah, get I'm, time I'm to do anything. I'm, I'm always happy to blame children for anything. I've literally been sat here and I've had four text messages from downstairs about, like, sorting them out. <laughs> so you're like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I just sat up on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> so presumably your ultra next year is part of your fundraising as well because i've seen a lot yeah, of stuff yeah. about that as well so i'll give you yeah. a chance to talk about that because that's a big deal um yeah so i'm uh doing a lot of fundraising for big moose um and big moose are a mental health charity that are based in cardiff but help nationwide um and they are giving out free therapy to anyone who needs it so it's immediate intervention for anyone struggling cool um mm. and they're doing fantastic work really really good work so i'm fully behind them so the kind so, of yeah. free therapy is that kind of at like crisis point or is that kind of more of an intervention kind of stage uh, intervention but okay. crisis point as well um i cool. think it really depends um i was lucky enough to have some therapy because obviously i have three children i don't know whether i've mentioned that or not <laughs> yeah. yeah and um i needed it basically and um I've seen the benefits. I think everybody should have therapy now. Um, so I've seen the benefits. So I'm fully behind them fundraising. Um, we've done lots of kindness stuff this year because I've tried to get the children involved. And obviously I had a baby in the middle of it. Um, so we're doing lots of that. And then, yeah, the I think Pegasus and Big Moose have teamed up as well. Mm -hmm. I think I'm not very, you know. Yeah, well, you can't be a runner. You can't be a runner in South Wales at the moment without seeing some link to Big Moose. They've got every running club and every runner involved in some way. I think they want to raise a million pounds next year. Yeah, no, this so, year. This year. Wow. This so year, so if you are interested, they are usually called Big Moose. So they're pretty easy to find on Google. If you want to look, check out what they're doing and donate some money, say you can help out, please do that because that'd be mm. fantastic. 
And we talk about mental health a lot on this podcast. Like mm. We all know that running is good for mental health, but sometimes if you're really struggling, it can be hard to go out for a run and things like therapy can help you pull you out of that state and start engaging more in like healthy mm-hmm. habits that maintain your mental yeah. health. So yeah, hugely important. Yeah. And they found, they found that the, the running community has fully got behind them. And we mm. did a thing called Run for Good back in the summer. Um, and it was just phenomenal how many runners have uh, turned up as well so it's, you know we know the community is yeah. good but it's just proof well yeah it's it's a while a lot of people run and you know we have said before as well that running is good for your mental health but it's not the only thing it's not going to fix you it'll help no. but it's not yeah. going to fix you yeah this is what I, I keep saying as well like so that therapy i had i think 100 percent saved my life because of the state i was in um but it changed my life and i think that was the important thing um, because lots of things have saved my life over the years. You know, when I've been poorly, like I took up running because I wasn't very well and it got me through things, but I was still hitting these sort of like roadblocks. So very important. Cool. Well, thank you very much, Hannah. Um, you are Hannah the Runner on social media and stuff. And if people want to look up Big Moose, please do that and see if you can help out. Yeah, sorry about the poem. No problem, that's fine. I'm intrigued. Oh. I need to... <laughs> this is like the lost poetry i tried to scream i was like i was proper angry again today though because i was trying to sort it out and i ended up like being really like inappropriate about brighton marathon and i was like leave them alone i mean they deserve it so yeah but then they're still humans aren't they you know Mm, humans that are taking money from people (laughs) cool okay before we get too ranty then thank you very much anna hope to see you again soon hopefully we get a poem from you at some point oh i will i will sort this one out cool and i will send it to you Lovely. Thank you very much. See you Thank later. You. Bye. There we go. I guess talking about death a lot more than we expected today. This is more fun. <laughs> this is genuinely more fun. Yes, our competition. I'm just having a quick check here. Yeah, it is. It is fun. Yeah. yeah. Our competition. So finally, we get to our free race places. Yes. We have two free race places that we're giving away. So we offered to pay for a race to someone that made a good case and amused us why they wanted to run it and we're delighted to say that our first winner is lily johnson who's going to be doing god's own backyard ultra in may well done she's gonna love that uh here are some of the reasons that lily did not want to do this race first of all (laughs) she's run two marathons but not an ultra and she booked in for brighton so that's not gone well for her uh she'd probably have to camp the night before and that's not fun uh, she thinks of a backyard ultra like a massive bleep test, which it kind of is in a way. So that's also a big negative. The course is really hilly. God's own suggests in Yorkshire. She's from Norfolk, so she doesn't know what hills are. And she's a medical student and her exams finish 48 hours before the race. These are fantastic reasons to not do it, which is why we said yes. How could we say no to that? Exactly. The camping alone, I'd be like, nah. Nah. Airbnb oh. or nothing. Amanda behind. Oh, she's doing it in November though. That's yeah. even worse. May would yeah. be much nicer. Definitely. Amazing. Thank. Well done, Lily. Well done. Um, before I get to our second winner, we just wanted to mention an entry that didn't win, but definitely still deserves to be read out, especially as it could result in a divorce. So this is from John Dunn. He said he would love to do Devon Coast to Coast Ultra because it starts at Wembury, where in 1983 he proposed to his then girlfriend. So he says 
She dumped me there a year later and gave me the ring back. I threw it in the sea. I no longer live in Devon, so it would be emotional to go back. The memory would hopefully propel me from the south coast of Devon to the north. And who knows, maybe fate will wash that ring back oh. up onto the beach on the start date. In a way, it's a shame the race doesn't finish there. Don't tell my wife, though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Great that, twist. Oh, it's fantastic. I love it. But the race costs £190, so you can fuck off. Yeah. Sorry, we're not paying 190 quid. It sounds no. great. Great story, but Great you know, story. we're not, not made of money. No, no. So our second winner. Our second winner is Gabby Naya. Of course. Who, yeah, of course. <laughs> Who is going to be doing the Beaver Challenge, which is according to Gabby, somewhere around 15 or 27 miles, maybe. Yeah, says sure. 15 or 27, yeah. <laughs> one of those. Uh, it says you never know as the route changes every year. Apparently it's a fundraiser for a local school, so it has no t-shirts or medals, but lots of cake and lots and lots of mud. So she says if it's needy, it's a good year. And Gabby said in, in regards to the mud, she said that the guy, a guy did it last year um, in vapour flies and DNF'd after two miles. That's so. what you get. So she says it's filthy, dirty, local, unusual, and guaranteed to generate content, which is the main thing because yeah. that's all we yeah we want content. There will be mud, cake, sheep, cows, so many styles, manure. It's a stinker. Yeah, I mean Perfect. we could put, we could put Gabby on a five k track race, and she could get a lot of content out of it. But I yeah. think. Uh, as Ian Thompson's, yep, yeah, yeah, it is the Beaver Challenge. Beaver Challenge. It's spelled yeah. like Belvoir, but Belvoir. it's Beaver for some reason. It's just a thing that posh people say in it. So, uh, yeah. Well I, I mean, I doubt, I don't think it's very posh. It's near Nottingham. Oh, oh God, no. Yeah. Well, <laughs> will be there. Um, so, yeah, well done to our winners. I say winners, people that amused us. Uh, we'll be in touch soon, probably, to sort out giving you some money yes. for races. Wow, this has gone on late, hasn't it? This is way past our bedtimes. Thank you so much for everyone who's hanging around for this. We better wrap it up. What yeah. have you got coming up for the rest of the year? Oh, the rest of the year? Well, uh, I can't, I've got a can across weekend. I mean, someone asked me the other day, have you got any races this year? I've got no. Oh, wait, yeah, I've got two this weekend, which I entirely forgot about. And then I've got another can across race uh, after that in the Forest of Dean. So I'll be in Pembrey next week, or this weekend, doing two can across races, and then another can across race in the Forest of Dean should be very lovely. How about you? Same. Well, not exactly the same, but not I'm exactly also same. doing Canny Cross next. Yeah, week. we finally got you there. Yeah. Yeah, it's this Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. 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 Sunday. So I and I will be dressed as an elf. That I that mad rant about the elf outfit wasn't just completely yeah. random. I've ordered it for Canny Cross. I'm going to dress as an elf. We finally so, got you to Canny Cross. I'm delighted about that. I know. I feel like it's my first going to be my first Canny Cross race, and I'm going to yeah. be there like as an elf. I feel like I need to go as like a bit more professional. No, know. no, absolutely not. I believe there is a prize for costumes. So is there? Okay, I so, believe it, so the other thing I had like this thought about was because because their website is so terrible, and they're, oh they're a great company. It's nothing against them, but it's one of those you know things where they've got this bizarre website that's really difficult to navigate and a nightmare. And then when I signed up, I was like, I'm sure I read somewhere about dressing up, but then I'm also aware we're only like first couple of weeks into december so i'm like am i mad and i ordered this outfit and then i had a moment of thinking is it this weekend that people are dressing up or will i be the only ones <laughs> dressed up as like an elf we'll find so, out we'll find out but yeah we'll find out i'm going as an elf pippin if i can find her outfit might be a reindeer 
we'll yeah. see. It's supposed to be very cold that weekend, so I think she'll yeah. appreciate being a reindeer. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I do, dressing up as an elf. Well, that's excellent. I'm, I'm very, very glad to finally get you doing some candy cross. Um, we are very nearly finished. Thank you, everyone, for hanging on for so long. Um, well, before we finish, I guess we have to kind of put it in the end here. Uh, a little bit about the podcast going forward. Amy and I have had a bit of a chat about it. Uh, we've decided, you know, 100 episodes is a lot. Best thing we can do for us both is to continue the podcast as normal next year. Hey! hey. <laughs> I bet a lot of you were really upset or excited there. Sorry, I had to put that in. <laughs> That's always funny. Um, we've got a few comments just to finish us off. Thank you very much. Danny Norman, if you see this, Stu and Amy, thanks for keeping me company tonight and over the past few years. A massive congrats on the 100 episodes. It's not easy to do. And here's to many more. Thank you very much, Thank Danny. You. Yeah, Danny does, well, Danny does 100 episodes in half the time. And having done three weeks in a row of uh, With Me Now, that, I thought that was quite a lot. That's why we do fortnightly. It's much easier. Uh, Elizabeth Shaban said, congratulations on 100 episodes, Stu and Amy. Love hearing all about running in Wales. Uh, we would go further afield, but we're lazy, so we don't. <laughs> and Frey has commented as well. She says, well done on getting to 100. I'll listen to the podcast for the second time at the 200th. I love, <laughs> love the optimism there. Yeah. <laughs> what about, like, the podcast or our relationship? <laughs> uh, Amanda Murray Hind, had, we had a go in. Excellent. That's good. Glad to hear that. Uh, Matt Garner, here's to 100 more years. I think he's a little misunderstood <laughs> the frequency of this podcast, but sure, thanks. Thanks for that. Uh, and Claire Davis thought, she she thought we were going to say that's the end. You thought your money was wasted. Don't worry, your money's going to be well spent buying Amy a horse or a, a car or whatever it was we said we are going to do. I don't know, something like that. Um, so as promised, uh, we'll finish. We've got the main theme to finish here, but uh, we will have the Patreon song after that. And as a bonus... For the people that are watching, you'll be able to sing along with the names if you have absolutely nothing better to do. And you can see how hard it is, okay? Sure, you, you can. have some appreciation for how hard it is to sing the names. <laughs> Thank you very much, everyone. Uh, God, Thank I need you. to go to bed. I'm a little bit tipsy as well now after all that mold cider. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Rachel Bullmore, Sophie Nichols, Ian Hales, Julia Page, Jonathan Carter, Elizabeth Chaban, Gofleming, Claire Dinah. Rio Wicks, Jay Catherine Fenton, AP Gabby, Thomas Nair, Trish Holton, Kath Everard, James Lampert, Luke Daniel. Matt Jesiorski, Andy Robbins, Penny Simpson, Lisa Gibbon, Adam Mackinson, Matt Newbury, Rich Skirm, Nicky Genders, Matt Garner. Sam Wally, Matt Jones, Gail Seal, Andy Nichols, Victoria, Magnus, Viola, Grepp, Max McCarty, Crochet, Matt Cavan, Jenny Tamasen, Rose, Charlie Neverson, Sandra Hines, Jay Howells.
Sherry Grubbs, Kel Ryder, Clark Gilmore, Amanda Murray, Hyde, Dewey, Matt Leese, David Irwin, Ian Thompson, Francis Howell, Len Martin, Dawn Shepherds, Drew Edwards, Raymond Graves, Stuart Stevens. Leewood, Paul Hibbert, Shambolic, Adolf, Brian Simpson, Sophie James, Darren Roberts, Ivor Hewitt, Joy Dick, Jason Spinks, Martin Clapham, Matt H, H, Cassie Jones, Liz Reese, Anthony Howe, Rachel Bentley, Samantha Benson, Vicky Robbins, Bernadette McCarthy, Karen Blay, Ruth KP, Gordy Thelwell, Debbie Hurley, Noms Dawson, Hannah By, Elliot Lyne, 